Hello my network, have you ever been actually like discouraged when you receive no? I'm pretty sure you were and I'm I was actually I was as well but when I actually understood that no is not a word there is no no <laughs> it sounds weird but there is no such thing as no there is not yet and not yet is a powerful word and that's what I'm discussing today with Chase Henderson fellow podcaster just amazing guy fitness fitness friend also he tells about how he loves to stay on instagram you should check his profile will be in the description and his podcast his podcast which is soon to be in the top 100 podcast podcast in business in business <clears throat> i would say niche but actually category is a better word anyways I would love to if you listen to the interview and then check out his podcast because a fellow podcaster like him, man, I love connecting with such people. He also had some interesting people on his show that you're going to get value from. And he suggested some people to have on this show. Just amazing personal growth goal. And I hope you're going to get value from it because I sure did. See us on my network. Have an amazing day or night. Cool. Alright. Okay, nice. Chase. Okay, Chase, man. I want to say one big welcome to the show. Thank you for accepting my offer and actually ready to share the value with the listeners. And I just can't wait for you to share it. <laughs> to share it. But I wanted to ask you one-sided question. Yeah. There was. Please, can you tell us something interesting about yourself? Something interesting about myself. Um. Yeah, dude. I let's see. I mean, I've had, a, I've had a crazy story leading up to where I am today. Um, I've always been very entrepreneurial at heart growing up. Uh, you know, I would do, you know, lemonade stands or uh, me and my friends, we would like try to just sell, sell stuff to other friends at school or whatever. You know, there was always that entrepreneurial drive within me. And it really started from my dad, actually. My dad was an entrepreneur. He's a marketer. He had a company kind of like Google back in the early days and um, that's really where I got my entrepreneurial drive from. And for the past couple of years, it's been that kind of idea of an entrepreneur. They're throwing a bunch of things at the wall, but nothing's really sticking until I hit podcasting. And ever since I did podcasting, I've been able to network with six, seven, eight figure earners. I've been able to travel around this, you know, the state right now over in the States, um, really connect with some really cool people, hear some really amazing stories. And yeah. Love it, man. Love it. That's that's the reason I'm podcasting as well. The connecting, man. The connecting is the true power. Just, oh, it's, it's huge. Yeah. I mean, it's you literally are like by doing the podcasting, at least for me, it's been in my experience. I don't know about you, but I've been able to connect with people I otherwise wouldn't have been able to connect with, which has been absolutely incredible. Yeah, man. I, I don't know why I can connect John Lee Dumas without podcasting. Just amazing way to connect with others and actually give value to others. Absolutely, man. As we talk more about stories, tell us your personal story. Please, please, that's my first question. Can you tell us your personal story and how you got into podcasting? More detailed. Yeah, of course. So, let's see. I guess I'll start back about three three years ago-ish. Three, four years ago, I had started university over in the States. Um, Florida State University, to be specific. And I thought that I wanted to be a doctor, actually, because I grew up always knowing that I wanted to help people. And I always saw that my dad was doing the entrepreneur stuff in business, but I always thought, 
that being a doctor was, you know, a, a step above that. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm helping save lives. So I went to school to be a doctor. Um, about a year in, I started taking some of these medical classes and I realized, uh, yeah, this isn't for me. <laughs> um, I think it was one class that I took. It was just a, a medical terminology class. And there was one picture with blood in it. And I was like, nope, I'm done. That's it. I'm out. <laughs> so I'm glad I figured that out quick. And then I decided, you know what, maybe I want to be a physical therapist. And so I started shadowing physical therapists and I decided, you know what, no, this isn't for me. And I started doing some other medical uh, jobs and medical classes until I ultimately reached the decision like, yeah, no, this isn't, this isn't the route I want to go at all. But I had already started and I was already so far in that there was kind of this sense of, um, I felt kind of lost, to be honest. Because uh, I had already taken all these classes, and I really thought that I was going to be a doctor, and then I completely turned that on its head, and I was like, "Dang, I, I really don't know what I want to do. I'm so lost." And that's when I came across. Actually, I think it was Gary V's content. I started watching him on Instagram a little bit, and it was that inspirational, motivational stuff that kind of kicked me into gear to begin a path of personal development. Because around this time of feeling super lost. Um, I, I just kind of, I took a turn for the worst. I was, I was partying all the time. Um, I had a girlfriend at the time, but you know, the, the relationship started going sour. My relationship with friends and family, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great either. Um, and I was doing bad in school. It was just, everything was going downhill fast. And so once I got into the Gary V train and I started getting on personal development, I started reading more books. I started, uh, taking courses. I started reaching out to people hoping they would mentor me and after Whoa, man. Huh? I can relate to that <laughs> dude it's nuts it's like it's and it's some it's something that like a lot of people don't realize is that this whole personal development and building yourself type of thing takes forever like it's been like I'm still not perfect and it's been about three years in my journey and like there was a point too where I was just because I was super into fitness in high school but then once I got to college and I started going through this bad stint I started getting overweight and it was, it was a battle of my weight too. Um, Cause I know I was listening to one of your episodes. I knew, I know you had a, you, you had a battle with uh, fitness and everything. And you know, it's glad to hear that you're, you're doing better with that. Um, yeah. And I started, I started getting better and better and better. And by reading all these books and taking all these courses, I slowly started to develop all these different skills. Like I started to learn how social media worked. I learned how to write copy. I learned how to present. I learned how to connect and network with people. And so eventually it led to an event earlier this year, 2019 called social X where uh, they did a giveaway for like a VIP ticket. And I entered the contest and I ended up winning. I ended up winning a VIP ticket to go to this networking conference. And while I was there, I was like, you know what? I've got this VIP ticket. I can't let it go to waste. I might not have anything of crazy value to provide just yet, but I'm going to make it worth my while. And it ended up being a weekend that completely changed my life. Because, I mean, even with my podcast, there's a lot. The majority of the people I've had on the podcast have been from that conference and the people that they know as well. And since then, it's just been an upward. I mean, it's been, it's been crazy. I started to learn more and more skills. I started to get out of my shell a little bit more. I started getting in better shape. You know, it was, it's been a wild ride. And now the podcast is really, I've really found my niche when it comes to what kind of value I can provide with the podcast. Well, man. I must, I must tell you, really, that personal growth thing, it just comes with the time. There is no just, you know, some kind of a point. You grow with the time. And I can really relate to that because I started my personal growth journey before two, two years ago. And I'm still learning something every day. And I'm like some, 
I feel like an idiot. I'm not going to cuss, but for real. After learning all that information, I feel like someone who just doesn't know anything. Who's like, you know, dumb. I must say dumb. Sorry for cursing, but I must be honest with you. And that's one thing I want to do as well. Go on conferences. I mean, in Bulgaria, there are a lot of startup conferences where I am going to go, but that's a bit of a, when I move out. And I believe that's a really great way of networking. But how can we approach the guests on these conferences? Isn't it a bit of, you know, hard at the beginning? I mean, not saying that you are shy, but it's not just to shyness. You can be just overconfident and approach some people just from the beginning. How how do you approach those people? Absolutely. I'm I'm so glad you asked that question because, like, there's something else I didn't like. I didn't mention, like, growing up, I was super shy. Like, I did not talk to anybody. I had very few friends, and it was only because I was really good at listening. I was not, I, I, was, I was so introverted. Like, even now, like, um, you know, I do this podcast, and I go to these networking events, and I never can talk with all these people, so it makes it look like I'm super extroverted. But, like, I'm not going to lie, like, even reaching out to people to be on my podcast or reaching out to people at these networking conferences, I'm still sitting there, like, shaking, like, oh, my God, like, I'm so nervous, this and that. But, you know, I realized when it comes to reaching out to people and growing your network, if you are introverted or if you are shy, it's going to be scary and it's probably not going to, you know, get any, it, it probably won't get better for a while. So I know I, like, even for me, I still get, I still get nervous, but I realize the things that scare you are, are what's going to make you grow the fastest. So whether it be, you know, you know, you have to reach out to this client to, to build your business or, you know, like you're, you're at a networking event and you know, you have to go talk to this person uh, for the potential of them being your mentor. It might scare you. It, it might be really terrifying, but you have to be willing to go up to that person. And another thing is like, um, I, uh, this was something I talked about in one of my episodes was um, you might have this idea that going to these conferences, you see the speakers and you're like, Oh, you know, everybody's going to want to go up and talk to them. So I don't want to waste their time that's what everybody else is thinking too. Everybody else is thinking like, Hey, yeah, you know, I don't want to waste their time. Cause you know, everybody's going to want to go up to them. But if you really watch, there's like maybe a handful of people that actually end up going to talk to those speakers. And what's really cool too, is that the speakers love, you know, they're there to help you know, people who end up making something of themselves. It's, it's, it's well and dandy to be something yourself, but it's something else to help other people get to where they were at too. So when you go to these events, it might be scary to, at first to go up to them, but you know, you got to have the, the, men, the mental mindset of they want to help you out and it might be scary, but if it's scary, then it's going to help you grow. So just go for it. Uh, I mean, a tactic I use is just literally, I sit there, I go three, two, one, go. And I just, I go for it. I might not have anything like set in mind as to what I'm going to say, but I'm just going to go for it. By the way, one thing about mentorship that I actually encountered is, uh, I mean, you can relate to it as well. I believe you don't have to approach them aggressively. That's a really huge mistake I did, which cost me so much people. I asked for mentors, but I, I, I wasn't building a relationship with them. I just asked them directly without they even know that I'm, I'm someone, dude. Without they even know me, without even saying hi. I just said, hey, Daniel, can you be my mentor? And then... He just said, man, that's too aggressive. I'm going to give you one advice. Just be more relationship builder than actually just going for it. Because this, man, this is going to give you a lot of trouble. And it's true. I mean, I got my mentor really lucky 
probably because of my age, but with the time he, uh, we grew up like, you know, modern relationship. But if anyone is listening to this and want to find a mentor, I believe Chess can relate to it. You need to build a relationship first. You just, you have to. There is no other way. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the whole point of reaching out, even like getting people on your show, like I found with my experience, like it doesn't matter what kind of facet it is. If you want to know somebody, you got to build, you got to build that relationship. You have to build rapport because I mean, otherwise it's just, it looks like you're going up to them saying, Hey, what can you give me? And then, all right, you gave me what I wanted. See you later. No, I mean, you need to, you need to realize that these people are, they're people too, just like you and me. So they want to be recognized. They want to be acknowledged. They want to be shown that, you know, maybe they are something. Um, they, they want to be flattered. So you need to be able to give them that and then develop a relationship on top of that. And then you're able to make the ask in the long run. Because I know with like, even with like getting people on my podcast, I'll, I'll message them for, you know, a couple of weeks first. You know, I might, I'll like their posts. I'll comment on their stuff. I'll DM them like, hey, like I love the message you're putting out. Keep at it. You know, just building that sort of relationship first before I make the ask of, hey, like, come on my show. Like, even with when it comes to mentors, like, um, yeah, like exactly what you said, you can't just go up and be like, hey, be my mentor. They'll sit there and go, okay, uh, who are you first? And be like that. Yeah, that was way too aggressive. You need to build that relationship. I, I mean, I, I love the point that you just brought up there. Yeah, man. I mean, you're speaking the truth. There's nothing... There's no formula for getting your millionaire mentor. You just have to go there, put yourself, and actually show them that you can help them get value. Like you said, if we're going there just asking them to be uh, our mentor, we're just asking them for something and not giving anything in you know, return. And they're still humans. Okay, but I want to dive deeper into that and ask you, do you have any mentors right now? Um, yeah, you know, I was, I was blessed to have a dad who was, who was an entrepreneur already. I mean, for, he's been an entrepreneur for the past 30 something years. So I consider him a mentor. He's somebody I can reach out to anytime. Um, and yeah, I've got a couple other people, you know, that they're not, I wouldn't say quote unquote, they are my designated mentor, but I've through podcasting and through networking, I've built relationships with people who have been in business for a while now to where, you know, we've developed that relationship where I can just reach out to them with any kind of question I may have. Like, Hey, like I've got a, I've got a problem with, uh, this, like, is there any way you can help me out? Or like, what's your best piece of advice for handling this situation? So, um, I, I wouldn't say I have anybody that's like strictly like that mentor, but I've developed enough relationships to this point where I have a support network. Can you actually, give us a picture where you see yourself in six months not five years because i mean that's something i encountered really pretty much people they don't know where they'll be in five years but they can give me a picture of six months right i'm not interviewing i'm just i'm just having personal growth calls man not interviewing i hate calling them interviews i mean we all have to be different that's my way of saying them. <laughs> no, absolutely, okay. man. I love that. Uh, I love that point too. Is like you asked for the six months instead of the five years. Cause I hate, I hate sitting down and like thinking, okay, I mean, I have like a vision of where I'm going to be in five years, but you know, I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, I'm going to have this, 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 and this in five years, because you never know, like a week from now, I could be like, you know what? Maybe podcasting is for me. And then my whole, my whole five year goal is thrown out the window. I mean, I mean, it's not, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep doing podcasting because I love it. But, um, 
Yeah, no, so that, to that point, in six months, I see myself having a top 100 business podcast. As like, that's like my main goal. I'm really going all in on the podcast. Um, yeah, six months, i am um, got a top 100 business podcast. And hopefully by, around by that time, I'll be speaking at different masterminds and events, uh, teaching others how to, how to influence others through stories, through interviews, through podcasting, and how to build their own personal brand through podcasting. Well, man, I don't want to make an impact, and I love it. I mean, who doesn't want to make an impact? I mean, if anyone from listeners doesn't want to make an impact, I must be honest, they need to stop listening to this because if you don't want to make an impact, why are you here? We are all here to make an impact and actually value the others. I mean, that's the purpose of everything right now. Oh, so, absolutely, yeah. I mean, I have a philosophy too. Is like uh, my overall end goal isn't to be the successful guy. Obviously, we all want to be successful, but if I'm sitting in a room and somebody looks at me, I don't want to be there sitting there going like, I'm successful. I want to be the guy that's sitting next to him. I want to be the guy sitting next to the successful guy. And then people ask him, you know, oh, how did you become successful? That the successful person will point to me and go, it's because of his help. Like, I want to be able to be that kind of person that was able to help other people be successful because in turn, I believe the more people I can help, the better off I'll be in the end. The greatness will unlock in you. Yeah, man, I support this philosophy as well. Okay, so we talked about where you want to see yourself in the future. But right now, where you are, I mean, where are your weakest points? Where do you want to see yourself get better in the next six months? Mm. Um, I love Instagram, dude. <laughs> I really love Instagram. I'm probably on it way too much. So I'm really trying to, cause one of the biggest things for business is once you learn how to do something well, that's when you need to learn to outsource it. So I'm really working on uh, systematizing and automating a lot of the things within my podcast and my business in that respect. Um, I'd say that's probably going to be one of the main focuses as well in the next coming months, because I spend a lot of time doing these podcasts and I do all the editing and repurposing of content myself. Um, and that having that outsource to somebody else could definitely open up a lot more time for me to a do more interviews and b be at, like actually be able to network even more and create a bigger impact. As I was scrolling in Instagram as we speak, I mean, you're some kind of fitness fanboy, all right? Yeah, I mean, I, I love that, but I yeah, love I, it. I, um, I started off with fitness. So like I started working out and like reading, getting really into health and fitness, uh, during high school. Um, actually it was one it was my psychology teacher. He was, he was super into working out and he told me to go check out the gym that he was working out at. So I checked it out and I fell in love with it immediately. So started working out, I got bigger, um, you know, like you know, stronger, whatever. And over the next six, seven, eight years, I've really devoted a lot of my time to learning about fitness and, I mean, it's, I really believe that your health is one of the most important aspects when it comes to your overall success, which is, you know, why I named my show, the young, healthy and wealthy, because um, part of developing that wealth on the, on the back end is making sure that you're healthy on the front end, because if you're not healthy, you're not at your 100%. How do you expect to give your 100% in your business? Through your health is your wealth. I'm a billionaire, but I'm super sick, man. I don't need those billions. I must be honest with you. But do, do you have any dream guest? One dream guest you want to see on your podcast, which is close to, you know, a 
Dois. Um, my dream guest. Uh, I want to. I want to get uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson on my show. <laughs> uh, can you repeat that? If you have a broke up. Oh, I said my dream guest is I want to get. Well, I have a couple. Um, Entrepreneur-wise, I want to get Ed Milet. Um, but overall-wise, I want to get Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, man. I wish it's going to happen in the next six months. I mean, why not one? In one month. Who knows? Hey, we'll, we'll keep shooting for it. <laughs> yeah. As we speak more about guests, how do you do your research on the guests? How do you approach a potential guest? Yeah, I mean, so uh, I kind of I kind of said a little bit before, but I didn't really go into it deep enough. But yeah, I'll I'll literally go through my whole process. So what I do is I first go on. I I usually I use Instagram to find the people I want to bring on my show. Um, I go, I scout out like ten different people I want to talk to, and like if I actually want to learn something from them, then I'll reach out to them. And so what I'll do is I'll start liking their this, and this is a process of like two weeks. Uh, for some guests is I'll start liking their pictures. I'll start commenting on their stuff so that they start seeing my name on their notification feed a couple times. So like, okay, well, yeah, this guy's starting to like follow my stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I'll DM them a couple times. Like, Hey, I love your message. I love what you're doing. Keep it up. I'll respond to their stories, like the swipe up feature. And I'll put like the, 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 the hundred emoji fire emoji or whatever. Um, and then I'll try to have like a conversation with them in the DMS if I can. And then after that is when I make the ask. And this is, you know, this goes back to what we were talking about building that relationship, you know, cause I could sit there and just pitch somebody like outright, you know, Hey, I'd love to have you on the podcast because I've done that before. And I got, I, I got shut down. Somebody told me no. I mean, and that's, that's another thing when you do the podcast and you reach out to people to be part of your content is that you're going to have people tell, you no, like whether it's your show is not big enough or, you know, for me, I made the ask way too early. So I got told no. And that's, that's okay. You can't take that personally. You just got to realize, like, okay, like I should have in that, in my, in that instance, I should have built up the relationship. Like I said before, liking pictures, comment, commenting on stuff, uh, DMing them, trying to have conversations in the beginning before you make that ask. Um, but yeah, you can't take the, you can't, the, you can't take the nose personally because it's, it's all business in the end. I mean, everybody just runs on a business mindset in this game and all you have to do is just like take a little bit of time and then you know make develop that relationship and then ask them again later on. Yeah, and you have to develop that mentality that no is not a no. It's not yet. That's some I need I needed to adopt because I get a lot of no's even today. I mean, how many people do you message per you know day or week? Um, it varies. Like uh last week I ended up DMing like like fifteen people. Uh, today I haven't gotten around to it today, but I'll probably end up DMing about 10 people today alone. Um, cause I only do, I only do two episodes a week on my show. So it's not like I need like a huge stockpile of episodes behind me. Um, but you know, I do need a, a sizable amount. Um, yeah, I mean, so it's not like anything crazy as to how many people I'm reaching out to, but I'd say about, you know, 10 to 15 a week. Personally, I reach, uh, over 30 people and i must say with you 70 percent are no but when i when i actually see that it's not yet not just no i mean they don't get kind of better you know bit of optimistic because i mean there is no such thing as no uh, okay that sounds weird but <laughs> there's not yet and i'm sure there's just not yet 
there, there's no completely no for an answer. Right. No, I 100% agree. Because a lot of these people, when they say no, it's just no for now. It's not necessarily no in the future. Like, um, you know, for some people that, because I had, I asked, I'm not going to say the names, but like I asked somebody to be on my show and they asked for like my metrics of like, you know, how many listeners I get, how many downloads, this and that. And I told him, he's like, okay, well that doesn't, I mean, this is a huge, like very big influencer, entrepreneur guy. I really shot my shot with him. And he's like, oh, so that doesn't really meet the quota I'm looking for. Uh, once you reach this amount of downloads per episode, then I'll consider it. So it's like, even he even told me like for now it's no, but later on it could be a yes. It's just a matter of you have to be willing to still put in the work despite the no's and build that audience and build that platform until people are people are asking to be on your show. I'm going to name the episode that we're recording right now that no is not yet because that's just the most important topic <laughs> we're discussing right now. It's just amazing. All right. So you've interviewed some amazing people, man. I'm not going to lie. But which interview had, like, you know, the most impact on you? Which impacted you the most? Which gave you the most, you know, lessons? Even if it was for life, fitness, or, you know, personal development, such things. Man, I mean, honestly, all the conversations I've had so far have been absolutely amazing. And I've had a lot of, I mean, I've got a lot of interviews stockpiled, too, that haven't been published yet. Um, which I'll be publishing on the next couple of weeks, but I'd say uh, two of them, two of them really come to mind. Uh, the first one is my second interview I did with Curtis Green. Uh, he's a fitness influencer. And, you know, we were, we were, cause we met at, uh, cause we are both located in the same city. So we ended up meeting at a, at a, at a gym that we both work out at. And so I asked him if he wanted to be on the show and, we were talking about his story, this and that. And then he brought up during, I, I found out during the interview, I had no idea beforehand, but he had said in the interview that at one point he was homeless and I'm looking at this guy and this is a dude who's just jacked up fitness influencer, um, uh, uh, an athlete for one of the biggest brands, fitness brands in the world. And he has his own fitness apparel company and everything, but there was a time in his life where he was homeless. And it really goes to show that it doesn't matter what your situation is you know, there's, if there's a will, there's a way. And it really, because I had heard of stories of people going from homeless to being you know, successful, but this is the first time I actually had a conversation with somebody who had that experience. And it was really just eye opening. And it told me, you know, there's no excuses now. Like I, I have to be able to do the things I'm doing. Um, cause if this guy was able to go from homeless to being an entrepreneur and a fitness influencer, then like, what's my excuse? So that was really impactful. And then I'd say the next one that really um, hit home for me was I haven't published it yet, but it's this guy Chris Delgado, and he's a he's a marketing guru. I mean, I don't know. Do you know? Are you familiar with Grant Cardone? Of course, man. I mean, I've missed him two times for an interview, but when I see the listeners, rejected. <laughs> yeah. Well, just keep it up, man. Uh, he'll he'll come around eventually. You just got to keep building that audience. But um, so he runs that uh, he runs a huge event called the 10x Growth Con every year, and this year he held it in like a huge football stadium. And Chris Delgado was the marketer responsible for selling out the entire stadium for him. And he's worked with tons of different, like huge brands in the U S and he's worked with tons of different influencers. I mean, this guy's amazing. And right now I believe, I don't, I don't know if he got it confirmed, but I believe he's going to be working with the think and grow rich tour where they're doing the world tour this next upcoming year. And he's going to be marketing for them as well. Um, you know, having a conversation with him, his interview was amazing. 
Um, and I'm actually, I think I'm going to post the, the after credits too, because I talked to him for about another 30 minutes after the interview and it was just, it was hard life advice of, you know, you have to, all these people are talking about, you know, like, Oh, go out there and just find your passion and monetize it, which, you know, for some people that works, but for some people it doesn't. And ultimately, you know, he, he was spitting cold, hard facts to me, which is, you know, you got to learn to love what you do and necessarily, not necessarily do what you love. Because if you can learn to love what you do, you can learn to love anything. And if you're able to make money doing what you do and be able to keep the lights on, that's where you can fund your passions and start really, you know, blowing up your business and making something of yourself, creating that wealth for not only yourself, but for generations to come. And so that mean, I'm going to, I think I'm going to post that on like Instagram or something, but it was like after credits of the interview and it was amazing. Absolutely incredible conversation. So I'd say those two have definitely had the most impact when it comes to really opening my eyes to, um, you know, what's possible and what I can do. Well, as we, as we talk about the Think and Grow Rich, you know, that world conference, man, it's going to be so big. I wish I can come, but I can't. Would you be going on that world? You know? Um, So I don't know if I'll do, like, the world tour. Uh, I'm in the States, but he, they, there's still a couple um, that are going to happen in, in the States. I'm going to go to the one uh, that's going to be in Miami, Florida, I think. Yeah. So I'm going to go to that one for sure. I mean, because – that's you, by going to these types of events. This is why I love networking so much in those events so much is because you're putting yourself in an environment that just it, it smells like success. I mean, it breeds success. Literally just all the six, seven, eight, nine figure entrepreneurs and business people and uh, high performers of the world in one space. And you have the opportunity to, to, to network and become friends and develop relationships with these people. And it's just so powerful. I, I really believe that there's a lot of people, they spend a lot of money getting like the fancy cars or the nice watches or having like the crazy vacations. But ultimately I think in the beginning, you really need to invest your time in the books, courses, but most importantly the networking events, because it really comes down to who you know, as opposed to what you know, that's really going to take you to the next level. Also, who knows you? That's why the network is just, it's just the new power and it's going to be the new power until, okay, I'm not going to say which century because I'm going to look a bit of optimistic, but it <laughs> definitely, it definitely is just, you know, necess- necessity. Yeah, it's going to be hard for some, you know, solopreneurs, but everyone should try networking. Absolutely. There's always, you don't just have to, you know, go to those big conferences if you can, but there's LinkedIn, man, just there's LinkedIn, Instagram. Those are just networking hubs, and still everyone is using them to post pictures, except on LinkedIn, of course. Absolutely. I mean, networking is huge. I mean, one of my um, one of my uh, uh, productivity coaches, he says, uh, an entrepreneur alone is an entrepreneur at risk. So, because everybody thinks like they got to do everything by themselves, but that's not the case. You're not going to get anywhere. You can probably get somewhere somewhere by yourself, but if you really want to make an impact, you have to go network. You have to build a team. You have to build relationships with other people or else you're just going to stay stuck. By the way, one more thing which you pointed out is that every, everyone has a different way. I mean, everyone likes to listen to Gary Vee, Grant Cardone, but th- this works for them. It doesn't matter that it's going to work for you. It's not sure. So I believe that's one big flaw of every entrepreneur today is that they try to really copy the style of others. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you find your own unique style. What works for you? 
I found my unique style. But others, they just, they just look to copy. Let's say you're in the entrepreneur niche as well. Do you see how many podcasts actually try to just copy John Lee Jones? Oh, so <laughs> Man, I just hate it. They're just trying to be so vague. They don't try. I mean, you don't have to change the whole topic about it, but you can be a bit of unique, you know, not just right away copying you, even doing his own. Oh, that jazz, which by was amazing phrase, which I love. Everyone is copying us. It just it's not right. You have to find your own way in podcasting. You have to be unique. I mean, everyone has something unique in, in himself. Like you, I mean, you actually value the research and building a relationship, which I must be honest with you, man, I'm still struggling with. I'm struggling as hell. <laughs> but that's what the books are. That's Yeah, hey, man, that's what the books are for. That's what the courses are for. And that's what the networking is for. I mean, because you might you might go to these events and you know, you might not know how to build that relationship, but if you find somebody who does, then they can build that relationship for you and just make the whole process easier. But yeah. I mean, I love the fact that you brought out, like there's so many people that try to copy and paste what Grant Cardone or Gary V are trying to do. And that's just not how it's supposed to happen. You got to find your own rhythm. You got to find your own process. And I feel like well, if anything, if, you know, somebody's listening to this and they're just super lost and they're like on Instagram or whatever, trying to build this personal brand. Stop doing that. Like all together, take a month to do some serious self-reflection, like sit down for a minimum of like five, 10 minutes a day and sit down and think what's important to me. What kind of value can I provide to others? And what do I want my life to look at look like? And what do I want my days to look like on a day to day basis? Cause I know I did that for about a month and that's, that's when I came to podcasting. That's when I really found out this was my medium of really reaching the world and impacting lives. Cause before I had tried, you know, I tried e-commerce, I tried social media marketing. I had tried um, having like a CBD business. I tried doing fitness coaching online. There were so many things I tried, but I hadn't really taken the time to really do some deep work of self-reflecting and figure out what's really important to me and who am I before I know what I can do. That's definitely so much. I, I mean, man, you're, you're telling them you, they have to ask themselves the trillion dollar question. What do I value the most? What's my purpose? That's even the, the zillion dollar question, if I, I have to be honest with you. I mean, it's hard, but like Dove Baron said, the hardest question requires the strongest will. And you're going to build that will, and at the end, with the time, you're going to answer those questions. Absolutely. So, I mean, I love that advice, one month of self-reflection. I've never tried, but I think I am going to do it. I just am so excited to interview people like you, actually <laughs> call with people like you because no interview. That's, that's a bit of, you know, <clears throat> off topic, but definitely I'm, tr- I'm going to try this. Not like, you know, completely forgetting everything and just asking myself those questions, but definitely that's a massive advice right there. I was talking more about giving value. Can you give us three names you would like to see on this podcast, which you think are going to give the most value to my listeners? Three names of people um, that I've talked to, or they're just three people that I that I follow. Uh, three people that you would like to see on this podcast, like any suggestions? It can be uh, anyone. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's so many, man. <laughs> like. 
Um, sheesh, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, there's honestly, I mean, what, what do you value most when it comes to people providing value? Like what, what does your audience really want to hear? People who are experienced in personal growth. The in most. personal growth? Yep. The one uh, who can actually give tips to people how to grow themselves, how to, you know, make better mindset. Because mindset is everything right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I've got one name right off the top of my head. That's Brody Kern. Um, he's, he's, a, he's a beast. I mean, he actually, he's my, like, personal development, productivity coach. And he's the one that, that challenged me to do that month of self-reflection. Definitely him, for sure. Um, let's see. Uh, what's another one? Miles Banks. He's, he's an awesome, awesome individual as well. Um, and um, he doesn't have his own personal uh, – he doesn't have a personal account, but uh, it's real driven, R-E-E-L, driven. That guy is – that dude's motivated. If you want to talk to somebody who really has their stuff figured out, and is really just attacking life, that guy for sure. Man, I'm definitely going to reach them all. I'm on Vero Institute. <laughs> okay, two more questions. We're going to wrap up that amazing personal growth call. Okay, sure. my first question is, do you have any personal advice for me? Anything you wish to share? Like your philosophy on doing something? Yeah, dude. Um, actually, the first thing that comes to mind is like, how old are you again? 13 and a half to be exact. Dude, oh my God. It, I can only imagine what my life would be like had I started all this at 13 and a half. You, ha you are so far ahead of everyone else, you have no idea. Like, it's, it's insane. So one of the things I can tell you um, is just, because I know I, even now I still go through it too, is just you got to be patient. You got to trust the process and you just got to, you, you got to learn to love what you do trust the process and just have faith in the universe or I don't know if you practice religion or whatever, like faith in whatever, like some higher power that everything's going to turn out the way it's supposed to. And that everything's going to be good. Everything's going to be okay. As long as you just put your head down and do the work every single day. You're so far ahead of this. You're so far ahead of the curve. It's nuts. And so like, I really think you can make a huge impact at the age you're at. Well, my biggest goal for the future is to impact 1 billion people for a year. If I start from now, man, I would love to impact them with you. <laughs> hey, man, collaboration. I love it. Collaboration is everything. And networking, but just collaboration, I would love to do them with people like you. I mean, that's how you grow. You grow together. You don't grow just, you know, by doing everything yourself. I mean, self-education is important, but... When you actually value the, what the others can teach you, even if they're lesser than you, if, even if they're you know, younger or older or less successful, they can still teach you something. Right. Okay, my last question is more like a request. Look, my listeners are not going to be fed enough with that knowledge you just gave, man. How can they contact you for more? Yeah, dude. Uh, so you can DM me on Instagram at Chase underscore Henderfit. Um, I'm literally on there like all the time. So that's, that's the best way you can reach out to me. Um, and then you can also check out my podcast, The Young, Healthy and Wealthy. Um, I always have, I have two episodes every single week uh, interviewing, you know, top influencers, entrepreneurs, um, high performers, elite individuals, you name it, uh, every single week. So you can reach me on that as well. 
uh, yeah, those are probably the two best places to kind of consume my content and get in contact with me. Love it, man. Love it, the whole conversation. And I hope we can stay in touch because I, I, really, I really want to see what you're going to do in the future. And I believe it's going to be big. Not just in top 100, maybe in top three. <laughs> I love it. I love the whole conversation, man. That was all mine. And here, I believe, we say goodbye for now. But I'm definitely going to keep in touch with you. Oh, so, absolutely, dude. I'm excited to see what you can do with the show. Can I DM you with the interview link or you want to email, email you? Which one do you prefer? Um, uh, wait, what? So, like, me sending the file over to you or what? Like, uh, yeah, you're sending, sending me the file, but also how? where should I, like, DM you with the link? Do you prefer on email or on Instagram? Uh, you can you can DM me on Instagram. All right, man. I'll definitely do it when it's post on, which is going to be either today or tomorrow. Cool. See you, see you soon, man. Love the personal growth call, and I wish you all the best. And do Likewise, your man. best. Uh, question: Was that the interview? Or was that just a uh, a, a pre call? That that's the interview. That's the whole personal growth call. Okay, cool, cool. So wait, uh, what do you what do you what's the link that you're DMing me then? Uh, wait, can you repeat that, of course, uh, uh, please? So what's the, what's the link that you're DMing me? Uh, the interview link. With, you know, the interview on every, you know, podcast platform. Whichever oh. you like. like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can just DM me on Instagram, yeah. Okay, man. See you soon. All right, brother. Sounds good.